I literally in my mind was like, trust, like she has to trust her immediately and be like this person, man, they're such a good person. And they're doing this. And like, they're truly concerned. And because people like that, like narcissists are like, or people that just are like that in that world to be truly manipulative to the way that they can manipulate other people's emotions and just the way that they interact and stuff. And they would know because they're only out for themselves. Right. So they're going to come across as like the best person in the world. Like it can be someone that you it's, I always think to myself, like, it's always the people that you think you should trust that you shouldn't, right? It's always like the priest or it's like. Welcome to the story. It's story time with Sky. You can fall in love and laugh until you cry. It's story time with Sky. It's story time with Sky. Welcome to Story Time with Sky. I'm your host, New York Times bestselling author, Sky Warren. Every week, I tell a brand new story based on the heroes, heroines, and meet cutes that you want to hear about. I bring on some of my favorite romance authors as guests to help me craft a hilarious, steamy, and ultimately romantic story with a guaranteed happily ever after. So pour a glass of something fun. Welcome to the story. Hello, everyone. I'm Sky Warren, and I am so excited to have my friend Rachel Van Dyken with us. And she is, I feel like the queen of all things. Like whenever I see her, she's always go, go, go. She has so much energy and passion. And I love that about her. Hi, Rachel. Hi, how are you? (laughs) (laughs) Did I put a little pressure on you with that intro? Yeah, a little bit. It's good though. It's good. It's fine. And if the naked cat jumps on me, just know like that's normal. So we're good. But thank you. You're really sweet. And I adore you. So. And I recently got to see you at Readers on the River. That was fun. Love really, that. really busy though. That was a long few days. Like I feel like I'm still recovering from it, but yeah. 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 It was a great time. And I felt like it was really interesting too. We got to hear like how J.R. Ward plots, <laughs> which is, I feel like not the way we're about to do this. <laughs> <laughs> totally different. Not even a little bit the same, but it was really cool to hear her. And like, she's always, you know, what's funny is like with Readers on the River, I always feel like every year you would think it'd be the same, but it's not. Like the way that she interviews, the way that Chris interviews her, like every single time I'm always like shocked when I hear new things, but also just, yeah, it's just very diverse and very, very, very fun. Don't you think? Oh, I loved it. I loved it. I'm really excited to go back. And I actually was kind of glad that they are doing every other year because then I feel like I can just like look forward to it, you Mm -hmm. know, as opposed to like actually prepping, which is what you have to do when, you know, things happen every year. Right. and it's a pretty intense, like, I mean, people, if you've, if you've never been or not gotten tickets, guys, like, it's a very small signing, but, like, very intense as far as, like, you're busy as a reader and an author the entire time. Like, yeah, literally. a lot of events. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like you get to get to know people better, right? Like, when yeah. that's, that's the end result of all that, is that it is more tiring because of that. But I felt like I got to know a lot more people on a more personal level than I yeah. do at, like, other signings that I also enjoy, but for different reasons. So we're going to do this thing about like plotting and storytelling. And you were just telling me that you do one with, was it your dad? My dad. (laughs) Yeah. My bless his heart. Like he reads my books, but like at the same time, like he is like, I just skip those pages when it gets there. And I'm like, okay, cool. So like he, no, but he's really great. He used to be a pastor. So like whenever I go into like paranormal and like deep dive into like fantasy and stuff, like he has like a lot of just like great advice and great stuff. So it's really fun. And he's a reader, a total reader, like a total geek, quite honestly, just like me. So it's really fun to plot with him, but I plot with him and my sister, who's also an author, she writes Regency Romance. And so like, that's my, that's the most fun part for me is to plot even other people's books. And I'm like, okay, 
go forth, write your book. <laughs> yeah. I, should, I love I think, it. Like, it's fun. It's just, and we were just it talking about fun. that. Yes. No, we'll do it. I mean, in some, like for obvious reasons, we'll do it on someone's actual book that there's, you know, need to actually write. But mm-hmm. I've definitely done it on books that like will never get written. And it's just like, oh, the story just like exists now. Like it's already yeah. there, you know, in my head anyway. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. And now in y'all's head. So this is kind of like a choose your own adventure thing. So the readers submit their three elements. It's hero, heroine, and meet cute. Then we just kind of talk through like what we would want a story to be and how it could go and see what happens. So I kind of cheated on the hero and I kind of wanted you to do a mafia man <laughs> in part. Cause like, Cheating. I don't know if we've specifically had one. We've had some darker heroes, but like not like mm-hmm. sort of mafia and you're really well known for them, but you're also really well known for a lot because you write a breadth of heroes. So what do you think about like when you sit down to like write your next book, do you think like, Oh, do I, should I go darker or should I go lighter? Or like, how do you make those decisions? I think it would probably be the same as you, like you sit down and you're like, I have this total plan. And like, what's sad is like, when I was coming home from the JR Ward signing, I actually outlined for the first time, like literally outlined like the rest of my book because I had to finish it in like two days and every single chapter was wrong. Like literally every single chapter. And so I was so pissed and I even told Nate, I'm like, why? And I'm like, ready to throw my computer. Cause I'm like, Every single thing that I thought should happen did not happen. My hero was, he went like super dark and I'm like, we're like, we're like having fun. We're on vacation. Like, what are you doing? And so I think that for me, at least like as a writer, like I, the minute I try to plan, like what they're going to do is the minute that I've like lost the entire book. And so, yeah, going from, for like, I don't sit down and go like, oh, dark mafia. Yes. This is a good, yeah. They've been tortured. Perfect. We're going to kill someone. Awesome. Like that doesn't actually happen. It's just the characters doing it themselves. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Okay, so this right. guy is in the mafia. Now, that doesn't really mean, like, anything about his, like, motivation or his core insights, right? Like, it could mean mm-hmm. that he's born in there and there's obligations and he wants to do it or he doesn't want to do it, whatever. Like, that's totally open. And then the heroine is librarian. Ooh, I like it. I'm actually reading one right now, but it's, like, very different. It's the Lucy score. You know, the book three and her, like, her really famous series. The yeah. really the huge series that I know everyone is talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yes. And then the meet cute, sometimes you have to like think about how you want to work it in because I don't feel like this one is super obvious, but, um, or maybe it is. I don't know. It's fake fiance. Ooh, I like that. Okay. So he becomes the fake fiance to the librarian, but how do they meet in, do they meet in the library? Is he looking something up about like divorce? Is he a lawyer? Like that's also for the mafia. Like, you know what I mean? Like what would be his purpose of meeting her? You know where I'm going with this. I know it's so it's, it's funny. It's kind of like, why would he go to the library? <laughs> or, but ooh. I mean, they could meet there, but they also don't have to meet there. They can meet outside and then he can go to the library and look really out of place, you know? They could meet outside somewhere else, maybe like a messed up, like messed up, messed up coffee order at coffee shop. Mm-hmm. He's annoyed. She's annoyed. She goes to the library for her job. He then goes there to look up something, or maybe he's meeting someone because again, he's mafia. So there's something like undercover or something that he like, maybe like there's this one book that he always reads. The Count of Monte Cristo. Like that like, like, cause people would assume that you would meet at like coffee shop or whatever for your dirty right. dealings, but you could meet at the library. You could also use books as like, you know, stick a note and like, you're saying, yeah, like 
we always that's like old school regency on like page 100 of yes. this book that no one checks out and then like she's there and she sees it she's like something's off with this and he's like god no one else would notice that but like of course you notice it and so now i have to tell you to like stay out of it and obviously right. she's not going to stay out of it because like it's her library right Snitches get stitches, but also, <laughs> also, it could be like a whole thing to where like he's meeting and and like doing that, and like that's how they're like doing all of their stuff undercover. But he could also, if you want to do like a whole side twist, work for the FBI or be an informant. I literally so. was just thinking that because I feel like <laughs> his vibe is lighter than yeah. like an actual hardcore mafia okay. guy who like he <laughs> was raised in it. He's not really loving it. He's not loving all of the killing people and all of that. And so it kind of makes sense too, that like, who would be like, yeah, let's definitely trade not a hard and bad guy, but like an FBI agent. <laughs> like, yes, mm-hmm. let's use the library. <laughs> but also then that makes his life in danger because you know, with like any mafia you write, like the minute that you start talking, the minute you're about, you're playing both sides, but like, even with the FBI, like they literally can't protect you. Right. So like, it doesn't matter. So like he is living dangerously. So maybe he's not dark, but he's living in this dangerous, like a double life that then she gets like thrown into, you know what I mean? And he's going to be like, you have to stay out of it because in his mind, it's like for your own safety, like this is super dangerous stuff. And like, you're Mm -hmm. a librarian, you're a cute little librarian with like classes classes (laughs) and like a cardigan. I know. Yeah. (laughs) little no but i think too like i need she needs to be very strong because i feel like in a book like this like him living like both those lives like having her be like the strength for him that he's always needed and when you look at like the dichotomy of like being in the mafia you think like oh immediately you're strong you're dark you're all these things but like having the woman come in and almost like save him in a way is like very attractive i think for me like as an as an author and maybe as a reader too but i don't know what do you think yeah i love that i love that and i love if she kind of horns her way into the investigation and he's like, absolutely not. And then maybe the FBI guy is like, Oh, maybe you could help. Like I wouldn't have brought her into it, but she already knows. So why not use it? And she could be your fake fiance. So she can see what the girls are saying. And he is of course like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. But he's going to get overruled. Naturally, because she's very strong-willed. And then you can add in a lot of, like, rom-com in between, like, mixing in, which I know we both do, like, with, like, the danger, but then it's funny, then the banter comes in. You can even make it to where they have to go to a wedding with, like, someone he's related to. I don't even know who, like, his brother who's, like, out to get him. Maybe that's, like, the whole reason for all this. He's trying to, like, take him under. Mm -hmm. And then she has to be there for, like, you know, forced proximity for, like, three to four days with him on that weekend. And Mm. then that's to then get closer. I love yeah. a forced proximity. I love the moment when he steps out of the shower yes. and he's got a towel around his waist and yep. he's kind of wet. It and, falls. And, <laughs> and <laughs> it just falls down. <laughs> Those things happen. And I feel like if you're going to do librarian, I mean, you could definitely play a little bit. I don't actually usually do this, but I I feel like I could because this isn't a lighthearted book, a more lighthearted book than like mm-hmm. other books. And of like, she's going to bring books and he's going to obviously not know what's in them. Like he's going to think of a library and as being really, you know, like she could not handle the way I would be in bed. And then, you know, Bam. and then she's going to accidentally, like she's going to curl up in bed and just like 
start listening to her, like my deepest fear, like start listening to an audiobook, <laughs> And then you think your headphones are in, but they're not in, you know? <laughs> and some of those audiobooks, like even your own, like you're like, oh no, oh no, no. And like, you're like, <laughs> I've had that happen yeah. in the car once. And it was like the only time when I was like, never again. Because I have made that mistake of thinking my headphones are in and not immediately knowing, not Mm -hmm. with, not with a steamy audiobook, but with like just music playing, especially in a plane or something where um, there's other sounds. And it takes me a minute to realize I'm just playing it to the plane, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's not, it's like before they take off. So it's not loud yet. So it's like, it's just your (laughs) audiobook. It's just the music. And people around you are like, what? And you're just like, I'm tired. I'm sorry. I've been up. I've like only slept three hours. Like you want to explain to everyone, but no, it's not going to work. Like, yeah, you're just going to be yeah. like this but crazy She's going to do it with a steamy audiobook. Awesome. Like, I mean, most people, I really feel like who don't actively are not in this industry or like actively using the library, don't even know that they have audiobooks. You know what I mean? Like, and he's been going there and sticking notes in like this old book that no one ever checks out. That's probably outdated and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So he's going to be shocked. And turned yeah. on. And I was just gonna say that I'm like and very turned on and just like annoyed that he's turned on because again, they're kind of like not enemies, but they're not like yet there, but he's attracted, but he's pissed he's attracted. So it's like this whole thing that like when he starts hearing stuff like that and they're literally in the same bed together, because of course, like you never know if people are outside taking pictures, you don't know if there's cameras in the room, you don't know any of that. Like he has to like go with it, right? So yeah, I think after that you would just you would do like a a graze of a hand or something to where like he gets almost like mad at her and then she's like, what's your deal? And then it becomes like this whole thing. And then I think he hears a noise or sees something or someone like maybe like outside and then jumps on top of her, like, you know, does something to where like they're forced again to be together. And then like, that's when you have like that first kiss moment, right? That's like the 30,000 mark where you're like, they're forced. It's halfway through or like, you know, a quarter of the way through. And now he's touching her, she's touching him. And it's like, where do we go from here? You know what I mean? I love that. Like I'm picturing like a loud thump and Mm -hmm. he immediately like throws his body onto hers. And then you just hear like loud laughter and you realize it was just people goofing around. And then he's like, well, now I'm just on top of you. You (laughs) Now here we are. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I love that. See, that's so fun. I like that. I mean, I like that we both write like darker books, but when given a mafia man, we're like, you know what? It's going to be funny. It's going to be cute. It's going to be flirty. It has to be like, you have to like, I I can't do, and maybe that's just like a me thing. Like I can't do, I can't go so dark anymore that the whole book is dark. Like if it's mafia, like it has to show the side that like you and I both researched with where it's like, there's family and there's, there's friendship and there's still like a real life. It's just, this is their job. Like literally. And I think it's interesting to add that in there. I think after that, um, I think the brother comes in or whoever like the bad guy is comes in and you, you think that, Oh, here you think that they're like best friends and he, he doesn't, he's distrusting the brother, but doesn't know just yet if he's like betraying the family. So like they have like this friendship and this like brotherhood, but you're still kind of like, I don't know. And so you question everything. And so he's feeling like, the brother starts to get like nervous because maybe he's getting, I don't know, like he has some other deal going on with another family or another family member, but like you kind of bring him into it during that wedding weekend. It could even be his and he's like marrying someone that he's forced to marry because of stuff. Like, I mean, there could be so much there that you could like, this is where it gets hard with mafia because there's so much you can un- can like, think, unravel. Yeah. I mean, I like, I think what's hard and I think this would be, 
a completely valid space, even if it were a more lighthearted book, is that if you make that call, even if to like telling people, even if it's to save people's lives and it's ultimately to do good and you've decided it's the right thing, then you know that you're turning on people that you also love and care about. And that's a really hard space to be in. And you also know that like, kind of like you said, like your life isn't worth anything at that point. Like there's just, once everything ends, you're like, he's actually assuming he's going to die in this process and he just wants to finish it before he dies. And so that's like partly why he hates her because she brings out hope in him. And that is everything he has fought, you know, he's told is not for him. No. And that's a huge thing that when you bring that across, like with your words, angst wise, you know what I mean? Like in those chapters where he's has that like internal dialogue where he's like, you make me want, mm-hmm. and I've already given up, you know what I mean? And you right, make exactly. me, I had to give up in order to pursue this path. The choice is right. already made. I can't undo yeah. it and I wouldn't undo it probably, but still here I am having these feelings. Mm-hmm. He has no family at this point because he's betraying them. His brother, who he loves or whoever it is, like betraying them, but also trying to save them. If that's the case, a girl then shows up and he like gave up on love and everything. Like you basically bring him to that point of like total destruction and imploding. But then at the same point, like as a reader, you want them to make it work, like make, like fix it. And then puts her life in danger at the same time, which he knows. And so there's also that guilt, right? So that guilt on the other side of him being like, I'm probably going to die. And she probably will too now at this point, but we're in this, like, what are we going to do? You know? And then also, I like the idea of her seeing some of this dilemma, not just in him, but in herself, because she's going to, she's going to go into this being prepped by like the FBI as like, Mm -hmm. these are terrible people. They do terrible things. And so she's going to go in like, these are terrible people, but then I mean, terrible people are often still people and they love their family and they have babies and they, you know, do all this stuff that's like very ordinary. And she's going to be there and be like, oh, like I can see now why it was so hard for you. I mean, because if you're not faced with those moral dilemmas, you're kind of like, I would do the right thing. And, you know, (laughs) and then, or maybe she thinks that, you know, like that's like, but you know, then she kind of sees, oh, wait, like this mother of three would be harmed in this process of takedown, you know, like, and and who's going to support her then and, and starts to see his struggle and how he has to split his loyalties, you know, and how painful that is for him. And which is, he's been alone for so long. Right. And I think people, especially now, I think they do know this now, but like, I mean, isolation is probably one of the worst things ever, right? Like when you're isolated or you don't have anyone and then all of a sudden you're given like this, like drink of water, right? You're like, oh my goodness. Like it just changes everything. That kind of reminds me of like, to what you were just saying, um, Black Mass with Whitey Bulger and with um, Johnny Depp when he played that role. He would help like the old lady with her groceries across the street. They talked about how he helped the neighborhood, how he like gave money to people, how he did so many things, but really what was his like takedown was the fact that his son ended up dying. And then at the same time, like his mom died, like within like two weeks of that. And so like the Irish mafia, he went in and went and like snitched to the FBI and all this stuff. And like his entire storyline, like you can see like the takedown and all of it was because of isolation, all of it was because like he lost hope. And so I think that's kind of like a similar context to what you were kind of saying. Sorry, the naked cat keeps coming close to the camera. Anyways. (laughs) Kitty cat. Yeah, no, I I'm loving that. Okay. So I feel like I'm loving all the tension and the angst and then there's still a suspense element to this, right? So like, mm-hmm. is there going to be something suspensey that happens? We need to have someone that like no one expects, you know what I mean? To like, mm. whether 
a mom or like someone that just comes in that like they were behind the scenes the entire time kind of like creating this catastrophe right. someone who when the librarian enters the sphere and like goes to the rehearsal dinner or whatever and she is like i like this person this is actually one of the people who yes. would be harmed and i would feel bad about that and mm-hmm. starts to trust her and maybe even like doesn't have to be right away but like couldn't could in some way like warn her to help her and that's what tips them off yeah no I think that's huge I think and it's funny you said trust I literally in my mind was like trust like she has to trust her immediately and be like this person man they're such a good person and they're doing this and like they're truly concerned and because people like that like narcissists or like or people that just are like that in that world be truly manipulative to the way that they can manipulate other people's emotions and just the way that they interact and stuff and they would know because they're only out for themselves right so they're going to come across as like the best person in the world. Like it can be someone that you, it's, I always think to myself, like it's always the people that you think you should trust that you shouldn't, right? It's always like the priest or it's like, you know what I mean? Like it's always the people that you're like, safe yeah. space. And then just kidding. That's a red, that's a red flag, not a green flag. Like it, so yeah, bringing in something like that to kind of tie everything together with the suspense part with whoever else we have in it as far and that as could like, also go to like her wounds. So like, if it is like an older woman, it could be that her grandma raised her or something like that. And so she has this like weak spot of like, you know, um, we can make it to where she was a foster kid or grew up without a mom mm-hmm. to where she's never had that. And she's always wanted it. And it's always been like her, her big thing. Like for him, it's always been like isolation and hope, right? For her, it can be the fact that she's never gone to rely on someone that has given her that you know what I mean and so it could be that that is like that empty cup that is now suddenly filled yeah like I love that idea that kind of like this complicated relationship with this brother where he loves his brother they grew up together like like close brothers and then they diverged on this issue and that's his biggest guilt like that he'll betray his brother but he also knows his brother would betray him like you know like that they just fundamentally disagree on this issue and so the whole time when you're in there in his head and like you're suspecting the brother of being, you know, the one who's going to come after him and come after her. And the woman could actually be the hero's mom. And so she's going to be meeting her sons. She's first of all going to be marrying off one of her sons. Mm-hmm. And then she's going to be meeting this other son's girlfriend that he's brought for the first time to meet them. And she could be like very motherly. Like, I'm so glad to have this like new daughter-in-law and this new potential daughter-in-law. And it would really cement that motherly feeling that she didn't have. Right. It could be like, this is all I've ever wanted. Mm-hmm. Like finally, like maybe even their dad no is no longer living. Right. So it's like, all she wanted to do was marry off the brothers, marry off or her sons and like, make sure everything is like secure in the family, right. In the family line, the bloodline, like everything. And in this girl, being very well-read gets that and is like, Oh, this like totally makes sense. And like really just like hangs on to her. And then in like a double kind of like thing with that, like really gets along with like the brother's fiance, soon to be wife. So you have like the mom that she's like, Oh my goodness. And now I have a best friend, which also brings in like that secondary character that has like good banter with her and like good, you know, good, like emotional talks that really makes you like love this family, but like hate like what's going on. So you like are completely torn with everything you know what i mean yeah she could even help with like her the bride's breakdown you know like the bride oh yeah is all, like beautiful and everyone expects her to be beautiful and perfect and she's like when she's having her breakdown she's like only you because you're the only one who like doesn't actually expect me to be this like perfect princess all the time 
the expectations like for her, just like, I just want to be your friend and I want to help you because you're in a, in a sad place right now. Like, that's it. Like, it's not like, yeah, it's not like mafia and this is your job. Like you have to do all these things, X, Y, Z, your, you know, your brother, your, not your brother. <laughs> That'd be weird. Your husband is now going to be the boss. And because of that, like you have expectations that you have to fulfill within this family and that's a lot of pressure. So yeah, they can have fun. And then you think everything is going to be totally fine. Everything is great. And then what happens? Like what happens to cause like the breakdown? I think it'd be too like cliche to have um, the FBI like come in and be like, hands up, you know, like you don't want that. But they're going to do that way too late. They're going to do that like epilogue level. (laughs) Yeah, it'll be, it'll be end of book. They're like, wait, you already fixed everything. And he's going to be like, yeah, I did. (laughs) See, here's the thing. When she gets close to both his mom and the bride, who he doesn't know as a like a person. So like mm-hmm. he's just like she's obviously the sister of someone powerful, like, you know, not a good person, not someone we can trust. And he's gonna like lose his shit. He's like, You're supposed to be here to like help me fit in, to make people not suspect me, maybe to gather intel, but you're not supposed to be making actual friends and like worry being worried about these people. And she's gonna talk back, like maybe defending, like, well, I'm starting to see like that these are just people with feelings as well. And I'm starting to care about them. And I'm not so sure like that's a bad thing. And like because like life is just more complicated than it is in books. Like that's what she'll say, you know, whatever. <laughs> and then they need to like argue until like they make out and like probably have yes. Sex. Oh yeah, we should probably have that. We should probably have that in there at some point. So you know what we could do is they love it like super frustrated, you know, like that's the only way he's going to do it. If he's pushed on that level, he has to be. And I think if they, if they have sex, they have this huge moment. And finally, again, you're like, yes, as a reader, but then she gets kidnapped or something crazy happens. Like they have like this wonderful moment. She's like all up in her feelings. He's up in his feelings. He's like, I can't believe like what, but because they've been getting watched the entire time. She then maybe goes outside to go like sit by the bonfire. Like, I don't know what she does. Like she goes for a walk. Who knows? Because, you know, sometimes it happens and then gets taken by who she thinks is like the enemy, but is actually like the moms, you know, like they're going against them, like their own family. So like it could be, or the mother-in-law, sorry. So it could be like a whole total like switch up to where then everything is great. And then everything is horrible again, because now she's stuck. But again, she's a badass. So we obviously know that she can take care of herself, but then he panics. And then you have like that first, like in his mind, like I have to save her, but I can't even save myself. You know what I mean? And now he's like, what do I do? So she gets taken by the mom. But yes. Is it because the mom knows that the son is double crossing or is it? Because I think she knows. Okay. I think it'd be dumb for her not to know because I feel like she's like very manipulative. So I think that she would have to know. And she sees it like that's a weakness. So that can be like a total, you know, bargaining chip for her over the weekend. Like, let's finish this wedding. Let's get this done because it needs to get done. Mm. And that makes sense why she's like waiting. Yeah. Oh, and maybe the reason why they move the timetable up is maybe after the sex, like the sex is so good and it like blew his mind and everything. But he also knows she is getting in too deep, which is actually true. Like she is. And Mm -hmm. he could be like, I'm pulling the plug. And so that could move up the mom's timetable where she's like, you're not going to pull the plug on this. Like right now we have to get this done. And then I'm probably going to actually like kill my own son, which would be like the worst thing. Right. Like you would not expect of this like motherly figure, but she was raised in this life where that's, you know, and I like that if she, she's going to be dragged away and taken to a place and the mom will, will be there and she'll be like shocked. Like, I can't believe 
that you would do this. And she's like, she'll say like, I knew about the library. And as soon as you said you were a librarian, I knew that you were from that library. And, you know, my sons think they can hide stuff from me, but they can't. I already know. I already know that like, whatever my son, my, her other son has some other secret, you know, like the one that's getting married and like, cause she's just that kind of person that knows things. Her thought will just be like, you know, when a dog goes bad, you put him down. Like that's, she can even say that because you want yeah, to make exactly. it hard. It needs to be like, I'm doing you a favor like, and the rest of the family a favor, like by doing this. And I think you could even have throughout the book, like code word librarian, like, so that's how she knows. Like, that was like the only thing that she got as far as Intel from like the underbosses and like the made men, like librarian, like that's it. And so like, she's just like, what in the world? Like, so yeah. Then when he gets tailed and stuff, like, you know, and I think like at the end of that, like obviously she keeps her and it like knows that I'm going to end up killing my own son and doing this. But I think that's when the girl steps in and like you see her become, you know what I mean? Like stronger, like she becomes like that person. So I don't know how we're going to do that. So what if, we're, like, like, what if she's like, I'm keeping you here until the wedding is over to make sure everything goes to plan. And so then she has to leave her, right? Because there's still like an actual like wedding stuff yeah. going on. And so she can escape because like, mm-hmm. she's not going to like, you know, getting into skills or whatever. So like she escapes. Uses books, maybe, like her books that she's read in the past, like to like, ooh, yes. like wait to escape. She's a librarian. Yes, <laughs> exactly. And I like it being too, like I had this ridiculous goal when I was younger that I was like, it, it was very serious to me. I took it very seriously. I was like, I'm going to know everything. And I would actually go to like this, like, I'm like, it's obviously possible if you just read enough books, then you know everything, right? I didn't know, like we were about to have like the internet and all that. And so <laughs> um, no technology would, you know. <laughs> so I, I mean, I think there was the internet, but it was like, you know, AOL where there's like three things you can pick, like one of them is the weather, you know? <laughs> And so I would literally go to the library and I would read books that I had like actually no interest in. Like I would also read books I had interest in, but I would, I would absolutely see virtue in like reading a book that I had no interest in. Cause I'm like, now I know what it says. And so like, she could have read like a book by Navy SEALs. You know what I mean? She could have read oh, any number awesome. of things and it's all like theoretical to her. You know, it's not like she ever planned on actually using it, but she's like, mm. read a survival book, read a recipe book, read this. Like that's actually really quirky and funny. And that could be like her thing. Or even like, um, you know what I just thought of if they're like, they didn't tie her up because like, it's going to be a few days and whatever. And like, they don't trust. I mean, they don't believe she could do anything. Right. What if she actually puts together like a little bomb? <laughs> like that's how she opens the door. You know, like that's knowledge. They would never think that you would, that would be the best. Like, I feel like this should be a book. And like, now we're, we're like, everyone knows like what's going to happen, but like, that is amazing. And you know how awesome that'd be. She just like with her glasses, just like slow motion tosses them, like walks out smoke going everywhere. She's like, what now? No, I think that's, <laughs> and then maybe you could even have him trying to come save her. And all of a sudden she's like, what? Save myself. What now? <laughs> I know. I know. He, I mean, he's, he's going to know that like pretty soon after she's gone. Right. Maybe the mom lures her away or something, but eventually he'll realize she's gone and he'll go looking for her and know that there's a problem. And so, yeah, he, she can make it back to her and he's, if she makes it back to him, he's going to be like, I have to get you out of here. Right. Like I have to. And she's like, she's going to maybe say like, no, let's see it through. Like yeah, we're going to finish it. Yeah. Like what if they just like stroll into the reception and the mom is going to be like, what? Like I was doing my underhanded dealings and you shouldn't be here or something. I like that. I like like the whole like boss mode of just like, we're not going to back down. 
we're good. They're totally calm and like everything is great. And the mom is like, what is going on? Like what? Yeah. Like, and right. knows like, that to see it. her plans unraveling when she's so sure of herself. Mm-hmm. The hard thing is like, ultimately for him to go against his mom, you know what I mean? Even knowing that his mom would have killed him, like that doesn't mean he could kill her, you know, or, or anything like that. So what if then rather than him, like killing his mom or going after her, the brother steps up and is like, enough is enough. And, you know, they're at the ceremony or their reception, wherever you want it to be at. And he's the one that like pulls the gun or he's the one that is like, no, like, and protects his brother. And yes, you know, I love that. And I also love like his, his new wife being like on the good side. Yes. yes. Even though they were supposed to be like the golden child of this lady. But I think, but I also think part of the, I mean, there's like a lot of different gradients of being in the like quote mafia, but like, you know what I mean? Like you can be really bad and really evil and maybe the, like, and maybe I'm just thinking of this book. It's lit. It's so unrelated. Um, <laughs> have you ever read, uh, what is it called? Now I'm not going to remember scrap metal is, I think it's called scrap metal by, yeah, I think by Harper Fox. It's literally uh-huh. an MM. Yes, that's what it's called, scrap metal. It's I love literally an up. MM that takes place in, like, I think Ireland or something. And uh-huh. <laughs> nothing to do with mafia. Actually, there's a slight thing about mafia. But anyway, anyway, so, like, they have this family farm of sheep. Like, they've had it forever, right? And <laughs> you're going to be, but so then the, his brother, like, the golden child brother, took it over and he started. They used to sell the wool and he started selling the meat because he was like, it makes more money. Like we should do that. Mm-hmm. And him and his grandfather, like they wouldn't have done that, but they were like, well, Al, he knows, like he knows business. So like, we'll go, you know, he, he's taking over the farm, whatever. And then he his brother dies. and then he <laughs> oh, comes back. I know his brother dies and he comes back to help with the farm. And they like, there's this line in there about how they like quietly just started selling the wool again, you know, mm-hmm. like, and so that's kind of what I think, like, they're always doing shady stuff. They're always going to do shady stuff yeah. in that world. But it could be that the mom was like, let's do the most lucrative, really bad stuff. And that's they're part of the bad. stuff that yeah. made the, the hero of this book turn against them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he wouldn't have just turned against them if they were like laundering some money. Mm-hmm. That's not what made him turn. Right. It was like. It was something like, really something serious. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean. I'm thinking like human trafficking. I'm thinking drugs, like any of those things, because like, if you're sticking with like Sicilian mafia, like that was like their number one rule. Like we don't get into the drug business. We don't, you know, use prostitution. Like obviously they did later on because they wanted to like compete with like the Irish mob and with the Russian mob. But like, you could easily go into something like that to where like she's selling or trafficking kids. You can do it to where she's selling drugs from Mexico. I don't know. Like anything like that to where like, She's like, hey, we're back in the business. We're going to do it underhanded. No one has to see this. Like, we're going to keep doing like our normal businesses, but I want to keep doing this. And everyone else was kind of against her, caused like a fight within the family. And yeah, I mean, you could, but maybe not like too much of a fight because it's almost like if we kind of lean evil and then the most evil person is like voicing this opinion, we're all like, okay, that wouldn't have been my idea, but like, we'll just go along with it. And he, you know, is like, shit, like, this is the only way I can end this. Like, I can't. Yeah. So it would be news to him that the brother is actually on his side about it. You know, you could even like, and I don't know, because I feel like we have so many twists already, but you could double twist it to where he's also undercover 
or to where like he wasn't the brother wasn't supposed to know that he also like knew what was going on and was like tipped off and like had to play a certain role as well so you could make it to where you're like thinking he's doing all these underhanded things this entire time but really he's been trying to also help save the family like you just i mean you could do so many things with that storyline so many things my goodness like i think it could be that like he was the brother was sort of planning to put a stop to it or like wanted to i also think it's cute if like we saw that the bride have like a little breakdown about like getting Mm -hmm. married like for duty and blah 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 if like her husband like secretly had a crush on her all this time and like that's why he insisted on the marriage and not like to secure family and stuff i like that like he always had a crush and then you could have like this whole like moment where they have this like kind of like where they yell at each other and she's like you know i always loved you and he's like what and then they have like so it's like you know like you've seen like the movies that like they have everyone has guns out and everyone's like confused and upset and then like there's like this moment where like the main characters are like arguing and you're like what is going on? Like one of those sort of situations with like a secondary romance that happens like after they're already married, right? Like they already got married for like duty. That's like what they claimed. But in reality, they actually just want to be with each other. Him just like being like, you know how stressful this is? Like, (laughs) What is happening? But I mean, I think that also illustrates like how unsafe that family was to be in that you couldn't even say something as simple as like, I'm interested in this person. You know what I mean? Like everything was so duty, duty, duty to the, exclusion of all else and like dangerous yeah Yeah. no i like that and then you end where obviously like as you said like the end like with the fbi like they come in after everything is already solved right (laughs) and they're like on their little white horses like hey look what we did and then everyone's like yeah we're good now we're gonna party and then you can have another sex scene you have like the conclusion with them together his confession and then, like, everyone's all of a sudden, like, friends. And, like, finally, he has hope. And she doesn't... And isolate, no more isolation. And she has friends and family. And everything just ends up happy. And just, like, in this, like, chaotic way. Yeah, I like when he first notices she's missing. Like, what he's going to do is call the FBI. Because he's going to yes. be, like... And they could be, like, yeah, this was a really important operation. But, like, the governor's family just needed something. And so, like, they pulled my team, you know? Mm-hmm. And he's just, like, oh, my God we're going to have to fix this ourselves, you know? And then of course, you know, he's like, I'll have them there as soon as I can. And they show up, you know, after everything has been solved and make arrests, arrest the mom so that neither brother has to actually like harm her to stop her. Right. And you could even, I don't even know if like you want her to be redeemable in the end where like she confesses like why, or like the, I'm trying to keep the family together. It's like your father's last wish was to do this. Like you can do any of those things to where you almost feel sorry for her. Or you can just keep her like, I've lately in my books, I've been trying to be like, yeah, they're just the villain. Like they're just bad people. But like you can do either or with that. And I think even if you did like the one where you're like, she's just the worst, like you could still, if you ever wanted to write more with her, you could redeem her because that's like the fun part, right? About writing is when you redeem like a horrible person and people are like, I love them. They're my favorite. And you're like, you're welcome. Yeah. I think she would need time to like time in jail to like reflect. putting her in prison <laughs> yeah but i mean i think she was in her own like that's the thing about even villains like even hardcore villains i feel like the most hardcore villain like they have their own purpose and their own code of honor of like why they're doing this that makes complete sense to them everyone has a reason like there is unless you're a sociopath but even then there's a reason like there's an emotion behind it there's a drive a feeling there's there's something so yeah i think with her like you could easily do that too yeah yeah and like maybe confusion. I I almost like 
I don't know. I'm torn between her like being stiffly angry, but also like her crying and being like to her golden child son, like I did all of this for you. And he's like, Mm -hmm. this is not what we wanted. And I stand with my brother, you know? Yeah. It's not what we're about. It's not how you raised us. Like, and that could actually be, I think that's really good. Oh, that could be a good thing. They're like, this is not how you raised us. Like you've gone, you know, you've got taken it too far, I guess you could say, but like, it's like those moments where like the villain realizes like, I know, but like to have someone actually say it to me, like makes it real, you know? And that's like a heartbreaking angst given moment for using an author writing it, but as a reader being like, oh man, like then you do feel kind of bad, but you're also like, I see every side to this. And mm-hmm. I think that would be, that would be a really epic yeah. ending to it. I also know? love a secondary romance. So I'm just loving that I'm- part of it. I think none of the, our other ones had secondary romances. So we did it. We made it cute. We made it fun. Okay. Are they going to have like a double honeymoon or what? <laughs> Ooh, those are always really fun. Yeah. We could do a double honeymoon. Ooh, that'd be fun. Like in the extended epilogue, extended epilogue, that's how far <laughs> we've gone now. Um, they can have like a honeymoon together and you could kind of end it how like some of those like rom-com suspense movies, I, I keep going to movies cause I'm thinking it in my head like that way. But like they, you can have it to where like they're all laying there relaxing, like having a few drinks, like eating food. And then they see something happen and the brother like looks at the other brother and they kind of like have this thing and they're like, oh no, not again. And then they're like, no, 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 we're totally like relaxing right now. And then like the one girl has like her weapon, I don't know, like something by her side. And she's like, yeah, right. Like we know you guys too well. And then they just like walk off and it's like, okay, adventure number two. And it kind of goes into. Oh, I like that. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, they're basically like all like together now, like in on like they're, you know, with the FBI or like doing whatever and they're. Right. Yeah. Right. That's really interesting because yeah. I mean, I think whenever you're dealing with sort of an anti-hero, like that's the question, like, does he rejoin society or does he stay? And so like in this one, the librarian kind of leaves like her like padded safety world of books and like goes to like the wife of like an actual mafia guy. I mean, she still can love books, obviously. <laughs> she can still even work as a librarian and he could come. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. In one of the epilogues, he leaves her a note. He, he like returns a book and puts a note in it for her. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. No, that's no, that is like so epic. And you could literally at the end of that, have her reading it, smiling, he comes up behind her. And then she's like, I've always read about adventures. Now I finally have one. And then like, oh done. my God. <laughs> <laughs> and we just plotted an entire book. <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Okay. So title. I mean, why do I keep going to the librarian? Like, I really want to call it the librarian. <laughs> the librarian. It almost sounds like when you say it in this context, it almost sounds like that's a like code name of an assassin or something like call the librarian. <laughs> like the account. That's what I'm. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I am so bad. Like you have to know this about me. Like when it comes to titles, I literally will stare. I have to have it before I write my book. And then I will literally stare at my screen until like, finally I have it. And even then I'm just like, I'm the worst. Like I'm so bad at it. I didn't know you had to have it before you wrote it. Then we could, we should have done it first, but that's okay. But we still um, did okay. But I had you, so it was fine. Like we were good. <laughs> Okay, library, books, mafia, danger. Dangerous librarians. See, I'm bad at this. <laughs> what about like, oh, it's also fake fiance. So fake. And then due date. I got nothing. I, I literally have nothing. Like, I literally, we plotted an entire book and I was like here for you. But right now I, I got nothing for you. <laughs> 
<laughs> when um, I say like, oh gosh. Okay. Okay. Let me think. Okay. Fake Beyonce, not the fake librarian. That sounds weird. Oh, I mean, it could yeah. be like the librarian's fake fiance. True. If you're doing KU and you want to really like hit that. Exactly. Trope. If you want to get the keywords, then <laughs> yes. it's, then you would actually have to put in the mafia. <laughs> That's actually what you'd have to do. So the librarian's fake fiance wouldn't work. You could say like the mafioso's fake fiance and just you like, could not librarian about huh? the mafia's librarian or. Oh, that's cute. Or oh, that's cute. Yeah. The mafia's librarian. The most random title of all time. <laughs> it, I feel like it does kind of convey though. What I feel like you kind of get it. Even if you don't know the story, you get like that he's in the mafia and she's a librarian pretty much. And knowing the story, like she really does end up being like their librarian. <laughs> this is also true. And you could have like a really cute cover for that. Like a super cute cover. Like I was literally thinking of like a cartoon <laughs> cover for this, which is like, I don't even usually like have or do or whatever, but guy in a suit looking super tough. Yes. Mafia. Like he's got tattoos coming out of like his sleeves and stuff. And then her adorable. Mm-hmm. I'm actually picturing her slightly like plump, but like, or curvy. Mm-hmm. With like a pencil skirt and like holding a pile of books, like <laughs> falling off like a stack. Right, right, of books. right. Like she's kind of clumsily falling. <laughs> oh yes, glasses. Like no, like you could make the cutest cover for this. Like it would be oh, like a bun with the hair coming down. You know, yeah, I'm pulling the pencil out of no, <laughs> no. Like I'm just sorry. I'm just thinking graphics. Like you could do the cutest graphics for it too. Like oh, yeah. Why did we just write a bestseller right now? I don't even know what happened. <laughs> what happened? The Mafia's Librarian. It actually is nice. I like it. So that's the title. We did it. Yeah. I do yeah. I do make us go all the way through the title, but I'm not a sadist, so I don't make us do a blurb. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't. Like I, I had to write my this that would be really I, hard. I, no, I yeah. mean, I actually like blurbs, but they are hard and I wouldn't want to do it if I wasn't gonna sell the book. <laughs> No, like, uh, I think sometimes like it's easier plotting. I actually does all the time plotting the book and doing all of that and getting it done. Or like, even in your head, like being like, I'm going to do this and do this. And then when it comes to the blurb again, it's like that whole blank space. You're just like, or like I'll oversell it and try to like put too much detail in it. And so then it's like 10 paragraphs long. And I'm like, that's not right. That's not a synopsis. Like, that's not how this works. But yeah. I feel like we had a lot of good angles in there to use in a blurb though. This is true. This could actually be a short, probably a shorter blur because you want to leave stuff up to like the reader to like figure out in it because there is suspense to it. Mm, Yeah, exactly. You don't want to say too much. No, you could definitely be like, I walks into a library. What? (laughs) No, but like something, you know, like make it kind of like a rom-com start and then add in more of like the, and then the deeper things get and this, and then, you know, I don't know. You could do a lot of really cool things with it actually. So, yeah. You know what I also just thought of? I was like, what if the couple who get married is like a second chance romance and they had like a fling when they were younger and it didn't work out. And then you get like a novella of their story. Mm -hmm. That'd be cute. Quite honestly, there's a lot of stuff in this book that you could probably write into like a four book, five book series. Like as far as as many like players you have in it um, with the mom, with like the wedding, with like, yeah, the second chance romance with they, you know, you could even do like a prequel to like this entire book, or you could do like a novella after it, like you said, like as a bonus thing. So I'm actually doing that weirdly right now with like the one I just released. I'm doing like a little novella afterwards, just as like a 
you're welcome, like bonus thing, because there was just too much story and I couldn't get it all in. So yeah, I think there's a lot. What book is that? Oh, The Unperfects. It just released today. I've literally, that's why I'm in glasses with no makeup on, just talking to you in my BTS shirt because I've been trying to work all morning and like post stuff and I've done nothing. And I keep saying this about every release. I'm like, have I done ads? No, I have not. Have I, I've done nothing. Like I need to, I've posted two posts so far. So Winning. Happy release day. I did not know it was your release day. You're like, what should I do on my release day? I should probably just talk with Sky about a book that doesn't exist. <laughs> I should probably plot a book with Sky. No big deal. Yeah. I'm glad that you did though. I had a good yeah. time. No, it was really fun. And I feel like, gosh, seriously, why? Just why? She just panned over to her naked cat. Um, yeah. FYI. Just Wait. know that that was not porn. That was not anything inappropriate. That was literally just a naked cat, just being a naked cat. Anyways. Um, I mean, it was a little bit R-rated. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it always is with Stan. I mean, yeah, now he's mad. So, yeah, I'll probably get killed later by him. So thank you for that, because he heard you. But no, this was really fun, so I appreciate it. Yeah, I had a great time. So we are going to drop a note in about like the books that we talked about and your books. And we'll drop a note about The Unperfects, which is your new book. But I also wanted to ask you specifically, like if they wanted something like The Mafia's Librarian or just Mafia Guy, where should they start with? Yes. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, if you want something like Mafia, go to Ruthless Princess. That's one of my spinoff series from my original Mafia series that I've been writing in for like over a decade. But it's a lot more spicy and it's really fun and it's funny. Uh, my mafia, I know it's different. Like it's does get dark, but it has a lot of like funny, like comical moments in it too, to kind of like balance everything out. So I would start there. Definitely. If that's what you want to read. I love it. We're going to link to it. Thank you. Okay. Rachel. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to Storytime with Sky. I hope you enjoyed the story we crafted this week. Please subscribe so you don't miss a new episode and leave a review so that other listeners can find our show. We always put links for any books we discuss, as well as books by the guest author, in the show notes, so you can definitely find something new to read. And if you want to help choose our romance adventure, be sure to join our Facebook group, Storytime with Sky. That's where we gather suggestions and poll our readers, just like you, to find out what our next story will be. Thank you for being part of the story. Welcome to the story. Story time with Sky.